0: Hey, video game fans, I'm Ben Bertoli, And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. So, Push, you know how we record these episodes weeks and sometimes months in advance?
1: I have no idea where you're talking. Oh, yeah,
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came up with this foolproof way of making sure that our intros are always topical.
1: All right, uh, let me hear it.
0: So, all we have to do is say a bunch of vague things, and then we just add in the names of games and newsworthy items later on.
1: Oh, so like a Mad Mad Lib almost.
0: Yeah, like a fill-in-the-blanks. So, for example, I could say, I'm really excited to play Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity when it comes out here in a few days.
1: Yeah, and like I, I think I could say, like, Wow, I can't believe that the new Switch Pro is selling so well. Yeah, well, how about that new Smash Brothers character being announced? Oh, um, you mean, uh,
0: Master Chef. Oh my gosh, this is gonna work so well. We are both idiots. So, for my last episode where i'm leading as the expert i'm gonna throw us a little bit of a curveball it's not gonna technically be video games throw this podcast away today's (laughs) actually going to be focused on pinball which is you know kind of like uh video games cousin yeah who uh everyone forgets about every now and then but um actually because i'm legally obligated to bring this up every episode when i was in japan not last summer but the summer before and and we you know met up Mm, yeah yeah My wife and I were kind of just exploring Osaka, and we found this really great pinball um, arcade, I guess you could say. It was almost like a museum. There were so many pinball machines there, and it was called the Silver Ball Planet. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to that one?
1: No, I, I have it on like my list of things to do, and like I I moved closer to Osaka now.
0: Just you you moved just so you could get closer to the pinball yeah. machine. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the main reason. Yeah,
0: <laughs> nothing to do with jobs or money.
1: No, no, no. Um, yeah, it's all about getting closer to that pinball action, you know.
0: <laughs> but because of the COVID, you haven't been able to get get in there.
1: Yeah, um, I I've only been trying to do um at, at trips outside of the prefecture like on an emergency makes sense um you know when i have to get paperwork or stuff like that so, so someday soon actually probably I'll, I'll, I'll be able to go
0: yeah it, it's really cool and there's like there's older ones that are kind of like cheaper they only cost you know like uh, like a penny yeah well <laughs> i was gonna say like you know a dollar pretty much uh like 100 yen and then there's some the more expensive ones that take a few some of the, my favorite ones that I saw there, they had The Simpsons, which is like an old school cool uh, Space Jam, The Twilight Zone, which is kind of like a classic because it has all these crazy moving parts, and, uh, and also the Super Mario Brothers pinball machine, mm-hmm. which uh, kind of ties back into when we had the episode earlier in the season that you did about the spinoffs, you know. You could consider that a spin-off Mario game. Oh, yeah. And I guess that is the true first use of Charles Martinet as Mario. Was in that pinball machine. Oh yeah, not not officially a, a Mario video game, but th- I guess that was the first thing he ever recorded for. Was the pinball machine, and that out you know mm. uh, outdates the Mario's game gallery by three years, and Super Mario sixty four by four years. So there, there's your video game tie in if you're struggling okay. to to pay attention <laughs> during the pinball episode. <laughs> well,
1: what well, Mario? Oh, okay, okay, we're good now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but today's episode is actually going to be about illegal pinball. Which uh, yeah, i I feel like some people know about this. It is kind of a really cool like little bit of history. It's super interesting, and that's kind of why I felt it would be good for a memory card because it's something that some people know, but everybody should know about this back when pinball was illegal.
1: You should play play some speakeasy music or
0: something. <laughs> you know what? It kind of <laughs> is like that. It's very much like prohibition, like, hey yeah. we're gonna we're gonna smash up these pinball machines, see? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come on
1: in and play some pinball? <laughs> no. It's illegal. It goes against everything I believe in.
0: <laughs> but before we get into the whole illegal part, I just feel like uh, I should go into like, a little bit of the background on pinball. It's, it's got a surprisingly deep history. It kind of has ancestors um, in yard sports. Bocce ball, lawn bowling, croquet, if you'll fancy. And uh, even golf kind of uh, has some connections to pinball. And uh, basically, what happened was all these outdoor games were so popular that people were like, we need to move these all inside.
1: So that way we can play them even when the weather is.
0: Yeah, exactly. If it's raining or if it's cold. And so that's kind of where like billiards comes from, you know, like pool. What happened was there was this game called Bagatelle. That uh, came from France in the late 1600s, early 1700s, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess bagatelle is a an Italian word, or it comes from an Italian word that means a decorative thing. And what they did was they took these pool tables and kind of made them like more narrow and uh, angled, and they set up all these pins on them, and you would shoot this ball up with like a cue, like with a stick, you know, like a pool table. You'd shoot the ball up, and it would go down and hit all the different pins, like land in different pockets and different places, and you would get points based on that. And uh, I guess it was uh, really popular in France, so much so that um, there was this party throne in honor of Louis Sixteenth and the Queen, mm. and uh, that's where the name came from, because they were at the Chateau de uh, Bagatelle, and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to name the game after this fancy, fancy party. That leads to uh, something that's called Japanese billiards, even though it was invented in western europe (laughs) (laughs) in like the 1950s to the 1970s at some point they made it and they were like yes this is japanese billiards yes (laughs) and what made that one a little different was there was actually a coiled spring that would shoot the ball up and in you know to the all the pins and stuff Mm. and um that is kind of like a direct ancestor of pachinko yeah push you live in japan how big is pachinko
1: i mean pachinko is everywhere um when they're shutting things down they had to really argue with pachinko owners to like get their establishments to close right <laughs> <laughs> because they did not want to close it's
0: huge and so i mean how would you describe pachinko it's definitely it's more vertical right it's yeah, like falling it's it's not so much horizontal like pinball
1: yeah it's it's definitely vertical and um it's it's a bunch of um launching a bunch of balls and then trying to get them into different holes and then using, um, like, a knob to, like, adjust the placement. Oh, okay. The way that uh, Japan works is that gambling is technically illegal, but pachinko does not fall under gambling because of the element of um, skill, quote-unquote. So the fact that you can, like, just minorly adjust the, the placement of the balls makes it not illegal. <laughs>
0: it's scary how close that comes to... Uh... the story that i'm about to tell you (laughs) how (laughs) but i feel like every time i walked by a pachinko place in japan it just like was so loud and it just reeked of smoke yeah and so i just never really felt the urge to go in and check it out but i just kind of looked through the window and said huh that looks interesting
1: i actually did try it once when i was uh here in high school Mm -hmm. and um i was trying trying to play it and i didn't understand how to play it so i asked the guy i was like hey how do you play this thing in in japanese and he asked me how old are you um uh, because you have to be 20 to play pachinko and i was like 16 or 17 at the time oh okay and i was i was like i oh i don't understand japanese <laughs> i just <want> to play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used up all my japanese
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: japanese billiards is uh comes out and it's a hit as well and then it's literally like hundreds of years because you know that's the 1750s 1770s era and uh, uh, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the 1930s, 1931 was the first time they came out with a coin operated version of Bagatelle. And uh, then in 1933, mm-hmm. we get electric pinball. They add the bumpers to kind of knock things around. Still no flippers at this point. So it's completely a game of chance. There's, there's no skill involved, which is uh, important. But and then in mm-hmm. 1947, officially the flippers are introduced, and uh, Gottlieb's Humpty Dumpty. Yeah introduced in 1947 was the first game that had the flippers Um, but the weird thing is that they weren't facing inward at the bottom they were actually facing like away from each other on either side you can kind of picture it they like flip up but they're not like facing each other Mm. so it's kind of weird it took a while for them to get that right they were like let's put them here let's put them there down below up top and then finally they were like what if (laughs) (laughs) what if we put them in the middle yeah what if we just put this small space in between and you could kind of like bat them back and forth but basically what happened was before the flippers came around pinball started to get banned in cities uh like major cities because they thought it was you know a form of gambling and today you might think like how like how is pinball gambling at all like what do you possibly win you know was it churning out money but really all that you were winning at least in most situations was more games of pinball. Yeah. And I guess that's enough of a like gambling aspect for them to be like this is bad yeah. and you know horrible for society.
1: Yeah, you can't just keep playing games.
0: I guess uh, in some of them you could cash out the extra games with the game parlor or like you know wherever you were for real money or for like food tickets or something you mm-hmm. know like oh you want a free Coca-Cola that kind of thing.
1: Here is a piece of bread.
0: Yeah, isn't that kind of how pachinko works? Like you get the balls, and then the balls can be traded in for items or money or something.
1: Yeah, um, but usually a different establishment because if it's at the same establishment, then it would be gambling.
0: So there's literally just stores that like take pachinko balls. Yeah, that is wild.
1: And then like they they will just sell them to to the pachinko parlors. So it's like a weird triangle. Um, I I just love how Japan gets by all these restrictions. <laughs>
0: i was gonna say there's such a workaround aspect to that
1: and they accept it it's like you know it's like they haven't changed it and like yeah oh yeah no that's
0: that's fine (laughs) and everything's by the book it seems so the big place where pinball became banned was in new york city and some of the main reasons the, the mayor of new york city the mayor whose name was i can't even say it foirello laguardia He was like the big proponent of like pinball is bad. He said it's like stealing money out of our children's pockets because they're wasting all their money on this. He felt like there was like mafia ties to it because of the gambling aspect. Mm. He also felt that because, you know, the start of the 1940s, you're still in World War II. And he's like, why are we wasting all these precious metals and materials on this like parlor game when we could be using it to, you know, build tanks or guns or bombs or whatever so yeah that that was a little bit of his uh reasoning and i I looked into this guy because this was like a big deal that he was going after pinball and um, i guess he's thought of as one of like the greatest mayors of all time like even in new york i guess he wasn't like all that bad he really helped the city after the war the uh, fun fact that he's only a five foot two they called him the little flower oh but in italian so it sounded cooler how tall are you pushed? Can you go on the record and say that?
1: <laughs> um, I am very short. I, I am about the same height as, as that mayor.
0: Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. When we, when we met, I didn't think, I thought you were like 5'4", uh, 5'5". Like five, five, five.
1: I think I'm like 5'2", or 5'3". Like really? Hundred, yeah.
0: Well, there you go. Well, I mean, you know what? It just goes to show that you should be mayor of New York.
1: There you go. So I I'm so. using this podcast to formally <laughs> announce my um, my run my run for mayor <laughs> yeah all the way from uh, Kyoto Japan
0: you're gonna be the the little fire flower that's what we're gonna call you yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah I'll, I'll wear a red hat
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah so I guess this guy was like all about publicity. He loved to do like stunts and like, you know, like Mm -hmm. call the newspapers, call the radio and say like, like, listen, I'm going downtown to bust crooks like you should come and do a story on it. So (laughs) that's kind of how he felt about pinball. And so he spearheaded these raids where they would go and they would take pinball machines from like any establishment, you know bars and amusement centers you know anywhere where there might be a pinball machine yeah so they would take them and they would like load them up and then he called the press and said hey listen up like pinball's done for come watch me smash them with a sledgehammer (laughs) so him and a bunch of cops would smashed up all these pinball machines and then they dumped them in the river which
1: that seems like a waste of metal
0: (laughs) yeah environmentally not the best you know these are pinball machines now they've been soiled we can't do anything with them so they dumped yeah. them into the long island sound which is that you know inlet area yeah. of long island which is is just crazy can you imagine today if someone like took a pinball machine and smashed it with a sledgehammer in front of like city hall i <laughs> mean you'd be like yeah. that person's insane yeah but uh yeah and, and i mean this band lasted for a long time it started in the 1940s and and it officially did not end until the 1970s oh wow i mean there was like a 30 year and and you're right that they treated pinball like it was you know prohibition alcohol it was basically like hey you want to play some pinball like you know come to this seedy back alley (laughs) 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 you can
1: get a game in. uh, pinball junkies just like i I need my pinball fix like you gotta help me out man (laughs) just need one more game (laughs) i gotta get that silver ball fix Then I'll be okay. I'll be clean after that. (laughs) Yeah, I swear.
0: I can stop gambling at any time. (laughs) I I guess what a lot of the pinball machines did was, you know, they tried to get away from that gambling aspect of giving free games and giving tickets to things. And that's where the multi-ball came in. Mm. It's like, oh, we're not going to give you a free game. But guess what? You've unlocked this extra ball that's going to, like, jump around.
1: Yeah, and make it actually harder.
0: And it said that, that some of them unlocked anywhere from 5 to 25 extra balls. And I'm imagining 25 pinballs moving yeah. at once. Now, maybe they just like lined up and you could use them over and over. It wasn't all at once. But in my heart, I hope. <laughs>
1: was... Yeah, I hope that there's just 25 <laughs> balls just bouncing around. And... Oh, gosh.
0: That'd be a little overwhelming. Hey, listeners. We're putting this episode on pause for a bit to talk about how you can support memory card don't you dare hit that skip ahead button. We promise this won't take too
1: long. If you enjoy the show, the easiest way to support us is by simply spreading the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your followers, tell that weird guy at 7-Eleven. Hey, listen! If you're less of a social butterfly, you can always leave a positive review. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Show. You can take your support to the next
0: level by joining our community on Patreon. Memory card patrons receive perks like early ad-free episodes, shoutouts, and early access to bonus content in our save files archive. Every little bit helps, so we hope you'll consider pledging a dollar or two. You can find out more on patreon.com memcard. That's patreon.com m-e-m-c-a-r-d. And now back to the show. But what happened was in 1976, The New York City pinball ban was overturned thanks to this uh, magazine editor who was 26 years old at the time. His name was Roger Sharp. They had this hearing, um, this city council hearing, and the AMOA, the Amusement and Music Operations Association, was like, "Listen, we're going to testify that pinball is no longer gambling. It is officially like skill based." Yeah. So they brought in this this young magazine editor who was like really good at pinball. And they were like, he's going to show you guys that this is skill. And um, I guess they brought two pinball machines, like one as a backup, just in case the other one like failed. And the city council members were so suspicious that they had rigged the the original game, like the first choice, that they were like, you know what? We want to play on the backup because we think you guys are going to try and like pull one over on us.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: Roger Sharp, who was you know supposed to play the game, was a little nervous because he'd actually never played like that specific pinball machine, the, sec- the second one. And so he played for a while and uh, there was a point, and a lot of people compare it to uh, Babe Ruth like pointing at the outfield and basically saying like I'm gonna hit a home run over you know that part of the fence um, where he was like, listen, I'm gonna pull the plunger back and I'm gonna let it go. The ball is going to land exactly. like it's gonna take this route from the top to the bottom and like everyone's gathered around there's like reporters and all these uh, city council people and he and he pulls it back and it goes like perfectly exactly where he says And like on the spot they were like Okay <laughs> pinball's good Like you, you've you done
1: it oh, no, And I'm sure there was you've a big everyone. S- and, and, and like there's like another guy He's just lost He uh, had like a mustache No, oh, and all my, the, my plan is foiled by this magazine editor
0: <laughs> And all the people who are addicted to pinball Are like coming out of the little you know <laughs>
1: Yeah out of the cells <laughs> finally (laughs) let him loose
0: we've decriminalized (laughs) yeah i wonder if anyone ever did get arrested for it Uh, a fun fact i found was that apparently pinball was enough of like a like seedy hobby that someone photographed jfk during his like campaigning to become president not even i don't even think he was playing pinball he was just like standing near a pinball machine and they were like look at this like look at this president You, you don't want him to be like running this country he he thinks pinball's okay. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, I love all of his stances on everything, but I can't vote for him now.
1: Man, yeah. I, I would just wish... Wish
0: know. JFK just wouldn't play pinball so much. Dang it. So, pinball was banned in New York, and then obviously it was, eventually was unbanned, but it was also banned uh, during that time in Los Angeles, Chicago, um, you know, a lot of major cities around the country, and, and obviously a lot of small ones, too. And in Los Angeles in particular it kind of became this symbol of rebellion you know Mm -hmm. like youth and like yeah i don't care what you say about pinball like i'm gonna play it anyway which is uh why they 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 would always show um the fawns from happy days playing it you know because it's like he's a big rebel like cool like leather jacket ride on motorcycle play pinball (laughs) (laughs) so there's a who song that's called pinball wizard have you heard that
1: yeah, yeah, I've heard pinball. Yeah, also.
0: yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people just think, like, oh, it's a quirky song about, like, a kid who could play pinball who's blind and deaf and whatever. But really, like, in the song, that kid is supposed to be, like, a big, like, rebel. You know what I mean?
1: Mm. Like,
0: not only is he really good at this game, he's playing this game that is illegal yeah. at the time. He's super cool. And uh, looking into this, I found, uh, since I live in Indiana, that apparently all the way up until 2016, Kokomo, Indiana um still had a ban on pinball. Mm-hmm. It was not like heavily enforced because, you know, like who in the 21st century is going to go out of their way to uh, stop you from playing pinball. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, right around the 1950s they decided to implement that and then they just people just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And uh, then in the 1970s they started to collect fines because the city was like low on funds. So like, what how can we get money from the people? <laughs> I know. We'll find the people who are playing pinball but then uh, december 13th 2016 finally decided to uh make pinball legal again in kokomo indiana thank thank goodness we're gonna end here with a few fun facts and also uh our favorite game real or not real okay i've been looking at some really weird pinball machines um some weird in design and some weird you know like the theme that they're focused on so
1: yeah, because they kind of went all out in pinball machines, like in the in the
0: eighties. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of movies, a lot of shows that have pinball. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much anything in the eighties. Like, you know, Terminator yeah. definitely. There's pinball of that. Not a, not a lot of those. Um, I tried to stay away from like shows and movies, but uh, all right, first one. <clears throat> Balls a poppin.
1: That sounds real.
0: That is real. Yep. 1956. It is. Uh. Very classic electric pinball machine. All right. Next is Future Spa. Fake? Nope, that's real. Oh. <laughs> and is somewhat erotic. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very steamy in the Future Spa. It's mm-hmm. interesting. It's from 1979, so I imagine it's what they thought a spa would be like in, you know, 2020. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like robots and steam and uh, scantily clad people lounging about. Oh. All right. Bill Clinton Pinball. That one's real? Nope, that one's fake. I
1: know. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, there, there could be, like, another Bill Clinton.
0: Right, yeah. Tie-in. Oh, well, yeah. I was thinking of, you know, the whole video game about his cat that happened. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> how it could possibly... Yeah,
1: maybe he sold his rights for pinball. I don't, I don't right.
0: know. <laughs> like, yeah, you can have my rights for pinball. Make sure there's a jazzy sound, soundtrack. All right, uh, here's a, a pretty straightforward one. Hercules. The Disney movie? I, I can't I can't say just in general. Do you think there is a
1: Hercules? Yeah, I I think so.
0: OK, yeah, there is. <laughs> the only reason I put that one on there, because that one's not that weird, is that this one was from 1979 and it's like enormous. Like it's like the size of a pool table, but it's a pinball machine.
1: It's a fit for Hercules.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was called it was called a jumbo a pinball machine and there's not very many of them they didn't produce a lot mm-hmm. but i guess the balls themselves were like the size of billiard balls oh, like pool table balls i know it's funny because they show the picture i found showed this like little kid trying to play it and he can barely reach the <laughs> flippers on either side which is great so had to put that one on there all right the great gatsby
1: um after the book probably real
0: nope fake
1: <laughs> wait really I'm surprised because yeah. like, they, they, they've done like a uh, movie remake and stuff like. That. I
0: know well you know I, I came up with that fake idea and then I had to go back and double check to make sure it wasn't yeah. real you know just off the top of my head but yeah chocolate thunder
1: real <laughs> <laughs> nope that's fake
0: <laughs> man I'm good at getting you with pinballs alright two to go bad cats uh yes yep that's real <laughs> <laughs> 1989 and and i i don't think bad cats is like a brand yeah it kind kind of looked like it was based on a comic like it was like a garfield ripoff or something i don't know
1: (laughs) garfield just really hates tuesdays (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's right it's like uh barfield or something yeah yeah (laughs)
1: garfunkel (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: lord all right last one nudgy Uh,
1: that one
0: sounds not Nuggy, nudgy That
1: sounds dumb so yes
0: yeah, it's real. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't quite understand. I mean, I guess because you like nudge a pinball machine, yeah. maybe. But on yeah. the there's like a picture of just like a girl like sitting like looking at you. It's it's an old school one from 1947. But I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Is her name Nudgy? Are you nudging the pinball machine to get her to notice you? I'm not sure what's happening.
1: Yeah, I I would imagine you know, you know, in the 1940s, you know, that's when any anything was sexualized. So like, (laughs) um, if a girl like you know winked at you, you're just like, oh boy, time to get married. I gotta (laughs) shoot
0: all these uh, silver balls at her. Yeah. All right, and here's just an open-ended question. Uh, I don't expect you to actually know this, but what do you think is the best-selling pinball machine of all time? i'll give you a hint it was released in 1991 and it is based on a tv slash movie series
1: i know the simpsons pinball did really really well because i remember seeing that everywhere as like growing up um but if it's a tv show slash movie
0: i mean there was a simpsons movie. yeah just so you know yeah you want to go for that
1: yeah, I'll go for the
0: No, you're close. It's another. It's another very famous family, and it is the Adams family.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the best selling pinball machine of all time. Yeah, which is just kind of wild.
1: Yeah, I I've played that too, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a classic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's it. Obviously, pinball is still around today, but I feel like a lot of people don't like appreciate its kind of seedy, wild, mm-hmm. you know, past so the next time you see a pinball machine you know be a rebel drop a quarter in and feel the rush of uh, gambling your entertainment
1: put your trench coat on (laughs) glasses so your fake mustache oh god
0: i hope no one catches me playing pinball all the terrible things they'll say
1: That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted, as usual,
0: by talented chiptune composer, Jamitar. You can find more of his bangin' beats by searching Jamitar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting
1: jamitar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, you can reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow, or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found on Twitter at SuperBentendo and at PushDustin, respectively.
0: Have you considered supporting MemoryCod on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, including Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Jose Acosta, Talis, Rob Lawler, Jorge Bagija, and B Side Brandon. All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard.
1: We'll be back real soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed the show. We'll see you later, alligator!